This is the story of emancipation, narrated by Elder Ayagoro Omi. Before Enjak had actually begun agitating for the observance of Emancipation Day, which we did during the demonstrations of 1970, I had heard of several efforts to commemorate Emancipation Day before 1970. And I found out, for example, from reading Professor Bridget Burton, that many Africans in Trinidad celebrated Emancipation Day during the 19th century. She mentioned celebrations in 1868, both at Port of Spain and San Fernando. She wrote about men like Julien Maisonneuve, a speaker at one of the events, who said that August the 1st should always be remembered by anyone with even one drop of African blood. She also mentioned J.J. Thomas, the author of Fraudacity and the author of The Theory and Practice of Creole Grammar, who spoke incessantly about the need to celebrate Emancipation Day. She mentioned Edgar Mares Smith, the 19th century Trinidadian lawyer and activist who called Emancipation Day, and I want us to remember the term that he used, he called Emancipation Day the birthday of our race. In 1888, it was he, among others, who lobbied for a public holiday in honor of the abolition of slavery. Professor Rhoda Redock, former vice principal at UWE, wrote about the Negro Welfare Cultural and Social Association founded by Elma Francois, Jim Barrett, Dudley Mahon, and Christina King, activists who played a prominent role in the anti-colonial struggles of the 1930s in Trinidad. Professor Reddock revealed that the youth movement of the NWCSA, which was called the Negro Welfare Cultural and Industrial Youth Movement, was formed in 1944. She stated that the highlight of the year's celebrations was the Emancipation Day celebrations held on August the 1st each year. Even prior to the formation of the youth movement, these celebrations, virtually forgotten by the rest of the society, had made youth and children their focal point. The People newspaper, edited by L.J. Walcott and R. Mentor, reported that in 1934, the 100th anniversary of Emancipation Day, celebrations were held on the Queen's Park Savannah. Among the speakers was Captain Arthur Andrew Cipriani. The late Tobagonian poet Eric Roach wrote about Emancipation Day in Tobago. In 1973, he observed, and I'll quote from him, when I was a boy home in Tobago, this first Monday in August was celebrating our village as Freedom Day. That meant the day on which the good Queen Victoria 
was supposed to have set the slaves free. There was a real ancestral reason for a holiday. And so we celebrated. And he continued to say, it was one of our tribal reverences. Now, during the Emancipation Day celebrations in August 2016 at the Diplomatic Center in St. Dan's, the Prime Minister, Dr. Keith Rowley, recalled that his grandfather, like many others, never worked on Emancipation Day. I was delighted when I found out that among African Americans, their many Emancipation Day activities were centered in the home, even as they observed public celebrations. The late Dr. William Wiggins, who wrote O Freedom, African American Emancipation Celebrations, perceived that celebration fellowship is closely associated with the concept of home. He added that many celebrants return to their family home for a few hours or days of intimate fellowship with members of the extended family. The modest dwellings in which some of them were born and all of them were raised not only hold precious memories of family, births and deaths, weddings, birthday parties, and so on, they also stand as triumphant symbols of the older generations. We here in Trinidad and Tobago need to understand these things as we seek to observe Emancipation Day at our own homes. We'll talk further on these podcasts. African Diaspora Views. Please visit our YouTube channel for the complete series. Like and subscribe to the channel to support our efforts. Ashamed.